family, you're tuning in to the Jimmy Bonds podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Pardon any technical difficulties as we are recording live on the Zoom platform. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Jimmy! Okay. Lights, camera, action. Some people thought I quit and I ain't giving satisfaction. From a different era, writing rhymes up on nappies. What you had to say was more important, man, than trapping. Yeah, I'm talking back and speaking the contemporary. What's good, family? And welcome to another episode of Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. This episode is sponsored by Major Flavor Catering. I'm your host, Jimmy Bonds, along with my co-host, Miss Tiffany Real. What's up, Tiff? How you doing, mama? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I only get invited when nobody comes. Oh, see, that's how you feel. <laughs> you just going to go there right now? For you, real? You know. Yes, that's right. The whole team is out. Yes. Everybody's out. So I, I had to call my, my proper reinforcements to get this right. Because yes, I had I got to go you. right. I got you. <laughs> Remember, family, you call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-U-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Also, fam, remember you can follow us on Instagram at Jimmy Bonds Podcast, on Twitter at Podcast Bonds, and make sure you join the Jimmy Bond Podcast Facebook group. Let's continue to open the dialogue. Moving right along, family. Tonight, 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 we have a special guest. She is definitely a part of our artist spotlight series we do here at Philadelphia Radio, Jimmy Bonds Podcast. Family, I have come in contact with her on several occasions, and every time I see her, she's always doing something creative, whether she's singing or she's writing. Well, she's behind the camera. She is definitely, definitely an all-around artiste, as I would say. But let me introduce you to her. Let me do a little bio for y'all. You know how we do. You know how we do. <laughs> Devon Daniel was from the capital city of Maryland, Annapolis, Maryland, that is. She is rooted in a musical family and has manifested her talents in singing opposite her twin brother in various groups, in various gospel groups, that is. She developed a love for different genres of music in high school. And she actually found her jumpstart in music while she attended Wesley College in Delaware, where she performed at events as well as with contemporary ensembles. Now she wanted to separate herself and take herself to the next level. So she ended up forming a band and she has flourished ever since family. She is very much served in all projects that she's had family she has three projects out right now or three projects i know of for sure she has versus skin tone brown as well as esther rome family i'd like to describe her as soulful unique electric melodic infectious nostalgic passionate authentic humble and classic ladies and gentlemen let me introduce you to miss Danielle devon Danielle. what's up devon how you doing mama I'm well. How are you? That was fancy. Yeah, fancy fancy. Welcome to the I'm show. Welcome in. to the show. Listen, you know, we gotta we gotta give praise and praises due. I know you humble. I know you don't like to talk about what you do all the time, but you done done some stuff in your career. I met you with Kojo. Mm-hmm. I or rather I met you not just with Kojo, but through Kojo because Ko, you've been doing a lot of stuff with Kojo. People that don't know, Kojo is my 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 brother in rhymes, I would say, from Annapolis, Maryland. And I've done a lot of things with him over probably a, over a decade. I've known this cat, but he introduced me to Devon. And, and from the moment I met her, she was very authentic and, and welcoming and warm. She's just that type of person. So I really, I'm trying to articulate and make sure you get who we're, who we're interviewing here. But anyway, can you talk to us a little bit about what you got going on right now presently? Um, presently, I actually just released a new project. Um, that you probably didn't catch wind of just yet. It was just released earlier. Well, last month, last okay. month called okay. after the let out. Um, it's called after the let out. And it's basically a, um, I kind of work in reverse a lot of times. So when I'm writing, when I'm putting together a project, the titles and the names and like the overall themes kind of come after the fact. So as I was kind of in the writing and creative process of this project, like once I was done and kind of empty of all my, all my thoughts and feelings and anything I wanted to kind of reflect on, I'm like, this is kind of more chill than, I mean, I make R&B soul music, so it's kind of generally chill anyways, yeah. but overall it felt like 
um, what I came up with the title after the let out. So like when you are on your way out to the club or to the party, everybody's kind of turned up, you know, listening to, you know, all the, all the, the, the hits. Yeah. Um, but probably after, after the party, after the let out, I know me personally, I'm going to put on some R&B, some smooth jams. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of what it is. So I'm just promoting and pushing that and talking to as many people as I can. No doubt. No doubt. I, I think I saw were you on the charts in England. Yeah. In, um, in London, I was, I've been working with this guy who um, is super plugged in over there. And so, and they just have a such an appreciation for art and, yes. and, and the real. Yes. And so mm-hmm. I just so appreciate um, crossing paths with him because, and it's not like, you know, nothing crazy, how people do on Instagram, where you look up and people have a million followers or anything. It's just like authentic, yeah. authentic, like listens and plays. Yeah. And they, um, they're really into indie and not a lot of mainstream stuff. So um, I just been enjoying watching it go up and down and, um, you know, see people tag me in their different radio stations and everything. So it's, it's been cool. That's what's up. That's, that's super dope. That's super dope. Tiff, you got a question? Yeah, so I just found out about you, like, in the last 30 minutes. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I was able to go on Spotify and listen to your um, album, Skin Tone Brown. Uh And, you know, I have my own radio station, She Real Radio. And so I added Stuck and Jealous to the playlist. What is going through your mind when you're creating these type of songs? Because they give you a feel of comfort, familiarity, friendship, mm-hmm. warmth. Like, it's almost like a conversation with your music. Yeah. Like That's talking actually, to a girlfriend. Exactly. That's actually kind of my approach. Like I want it to sound like something you would say, something you can hear yourself uh, in in the arts, um, Whiskey Girl. She's actually on the intro of Skin Tone Brown. She's the spoken word artist, and mm-hmm. we did. A, uh, we had a conversation one time. She was like, "Your music just it really hits you in your woman," and mm-hmm. I'm like, "That makes so much sense. Like, you yeah. just, it really feels like." Then another one of my um, one of my sisters in the art. She um, she was like, "Yo, your your music sound like a girl in real life." Right. <laughs> that's it that's mm-hmm. kind of the gist of it like what um what we what we feel what we think what we say on a regular basis like it doesn't have to be super metaphoric although sometimes there's some stuff in there but it's just like plain and simple these are the things right right yeah. exactly yeah for sure <laughs> for sure go ahead sir so you know you have a twin brother mm-hmm. and who does gospel have you ever collaborated with him in any way or do you plan to? I have not. We, well, not in re- in the recording, I would say. We sing together all the time in church. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably to the extent that we collaborate, but I don't know. I guess I never really asked him if he would be interested. He never expressed interest. What? And with you guys, and with you guys being, having that church root, would you consider doing a gospel project with him or solo? That would probably make my family happy. <laughs> um, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I've, I have featured on a um, gospel slash inspirational song um, called Therapy with um, a guy named Kevin Smith in um, a gospel group I used to sing with frequently. So I'm not opposed to the idea, but um, I don't know. I guess I just haven't got there yet. Right. I got you. I can dig it. I can definitely dig it. You know, sometimes artists perform with, with tracks or instrumentals and they, they do that kind of thing. Can you can you elaborate or explain the benefit of, of performing with a band? Um, when I perform with a band or my band in general, I call it, um, you know, I'm churchy from church. So I call it the Holy Ghost. It, <laughs> it, it's, it leaves so much space for the Holy Ghost to come. Yeah. And, you know, if you if you're going off a track, you know, your your song may be two minutes and 56 sef- seconds. And that's all you got, unless you got your own DJ that can kind of, you know, work with you. But if the Holy Ghost come and you with the band, you can just go and vamp out and, you know, and do whatever you want. No and doubt. So 
it's just so much it's so freeing you know it's it's freeing in a sense and i i just love that feeling yeah we're we gonna talk about freeing in the next segment because I, I definitely got a question for you on that one we're gonna, we gonna talk about that but um tell me can you tell me this what was what was one of the craziest responses you ever heard someone told you about your music um craziest response well i mean people have cried like doing live shows back in the like in my earlier earlier performances and then i mean it's i guess it sounds regular because like music is a language right and so we all kind of connect through the language of music but to know and hear people say oh my goodness you told my story oh my goodness I went through that same exact thing oh my god like how do you know my life you know like that stuff stuff like that is kind of crazy to me because I mean once I get it out you know I I'm in love with it that's when you guys hear it but I never really expect the most from from the general public I just like if I'm in I'm super into it then everything else is just a plus yeah for sure so can I when you did the song because i read that it was a song for you by donny hathaway Mm -hmm. right so when i was reading the story it made me think of the jackson movie american dream Mm -hmm. mike jackson wanted to be in the jackson five and they told him he was too little and he's saying cry every mountain and everybody and she says the jackson fours became a jackson five you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so what for you to evoke so much emotion what was your mindset at that time when you performed that song when I did that song I probably watched every cover that YouTube had to offer at that time that was my first time performing um solo by myself okay and so um you know I was super nervous I'm like I just gotta make sure but I, I was always a part of ensemble so I understood performance I understood being on stage and and taking people on kind of a journey through through your performance. Right. So I just was like, I got to get it right. I got to get it right. And the song is so iconic. Like everybody knows it. Right. So, um, so that was probably bold of me <laughs> to pick something that's so that's so iconic in that way. So um, I just was trying to get it right and make sure I took people on that journey. And if I messed up, I couldn't show it. If I was nervous, I couldn't show it. So I think I did a pretty good, pretty good and decent job. That was actually one of the performances where um, there were some tears in um, in the audience and people stood up and it was it was kind of crazy. So. So how did you feel about that when you were yeah. standing there looking and they're crying and you did that you brought right. them tears Donnie Hathaway was not in the building it was you right right it was over it was overwhelming it was overwhelming and especially like you know what now what do I do you know this is the only song <laughs> this is the only song I'm singing so like what do I do I'm, you know it was kind of awkward at the end like just taking it all in like, when do I walk off? Do I have to give a speech? Do I wave? Do I, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Help me. Help me. Everybody close these curtains. <laughs> that's real. That That's real. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So, you know, as an independent artist, we all, we all strive for goals and we all strive for things. And, you know, it, it, a lot of times people say independent artists want to be famous. It's like, no, really, we just want to be able to get, let our name be heard and get out there and our music be appreciated. That's really what we want. Mm-hmm. But for you, I, I, I asked this question, what does the word residency mean to you? Residency means somebody can find you somewhere on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And so... um I, um, I had a couple, I've I've done a couple, um, here and there over the last few years, the pandemic really messed it up, but, um, I was, I used to do this soul food restaurant in Baltimore, uh, every Sunday. And we used to play, I used to have a whole bunch of different musicians that used to come through and we just rock out it. You know, people was eating their food. It was, it was just free, you know, nobody, it wasn't like a, a tight set where we had to, you know, we experimented. Sometimes I would have a um, keyboard player and a full drum kit. Sometimes um, the drummer would just have a cajon and like a shaker. So mm. it, it was, it was tight. We did that. And then um, I had another one at 
the prime rib. Well, it was through the Maryland Live Casino. Okay. So I was primarily at the prime rib, but I hit a couple other places throughout the casino. Um, the hotel, I, it, it was a hotel restaurant that I played at a couple times. Um, so that was cool. Like doing covers. It was those type of artists that do like lounges and restaurants where you have to know they're not technically there to hear your stuff, you know? So I had yeah. to kind of slide my stuff in here. And yeah. There. Yeah, and, uh, mash it up with um, like some well-known covers, and so that that takes a lot of preparation and kind of discipline. More more preparation than getting on stage and, and performing my stuff for sure. Man, that, that's what's up. When I saw it, I was like, "Oh, hold up here, hold hold the phone." She doing residency. Let me find out. <laughs> Let me find out. And you know, I, I'm gonna say like, you are you are so humble because. You know, when I met you, I would have never thought all of this. You know what I'm saying? I would have never, I would have never a- a- anticipated it because you don't wear it on your sleeve. You don't wear it on, on front because you know you see some artists. They'd be like, "Yo, I've I've done such and such, such and such. You should do such and such for me." Right. And you're you're mm-hmm. not that type. That is not in your DNA. Right. And I, I found that I found it not to be just refreshing, but rewarding for somebody for that's a lover of music. You know, and I, I'm big on people not knowing certain talents. Until mm-hmm. it's time for them to know them, right? You know, and so I, I was really digging that with you. Like you just, you, you just dope with it. That that's one of those things. Like I, I saw behind behind the, the behind the camera family, and then all of a sudden I seen her on stage. I'm like, oh wait a minute, wait, <laughs> oh, oh son, like, <laughs> like Jill of all trades. Yes, Jill. That's what you say on your Instagram, a Jill of all <laughs> trades. No doubt, no doubt. Well, listen, fam, we gonna take a quick break. We sitting here interviewing Miss Devon Daniel. Jimmy Bond's podcast, Philadelphia Radio with the great Miss Tiffany Real. Family member, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Bond's podcast at gmail.com. Again, again, it's Jimmy Bond's podcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. You listen to Jimmy Bond's podcast and Philadelphia Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Michael from Upper Darby. This is Jimmy's Bond Podcast on Every Day Fair Radio. Everybody backed in in the parking lot Like 20 minutes after 2 They had the cars and the bottles and the money out And I got my eyesight on you Welcome back to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. Remember, family, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And welcome back to Jimmy Bond's podcast and Philadelphia your radio. Remember, family, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Bond's podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's Jimmy Bond's podcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And again, family, we're interviewing the lovely Miss Devon Daniel, great singer from Annapolis, Maryland. She is doing her thing. She got her stuff in London and England. She's killing the charts over there. She has definitely released a new project, uh, "The Let Out," which is actually that song is the, the song, the title song on it is phenomenal. I love, I love that joint. Like that, Thank that, you. that joint was rocking. Um, one of the questions I wanted, I wanted to ask you was, you know, there are a long history of artists who transition from gospel to soul and R and B, right? Mm-hmm. How? how did your experience of performing in, in church assist you today? Um, church is, is such an interactive experience. 
And so, especially the type of church that I like, um, <laughs> it's such an interactive experience. So I just translated what I knew from what I knew church music and that seemed to be into your into my live performance because of course um people want to be excited people want to participate people want to um you know put their hands up they want you to teach them apart so they can holler it back at you and that's the part that I love so it just um translated just from what I saw and learned in church and just put it you're just singing about a different slightly different topic it's like not not too different but slightly different (laughs) but okay so you know we talked about this thing freeing before Mm -hmm. and you quote i quoted you saying that you felt free you felt free when you went to school what was Mm -hmm. so what what made you feel free i feel like when everybody goes to college it's like that one time where you can step out of everything that everybody ever knew about you Mm. especially um you know like if you played a sport, if you were a nerd in high school, you could go to college and be probably the, you know, the most popular person. So you kind of, that time is like, you can kind of create and mold your own narrative. And so um, if I was ever, I guess I never really thought about music in that way before I got to college, Mm. Um, because I started to see different people, you know, they were rappers and people who had little studio setups in their dorm room and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, so I guess that's when I first kind of fell in love with, I won't say the music industry because that's that's not it. I guess the creative process. Yeah. The creative yeah. process. And yeah. so, um, you know, where if, if you do something out of town that people don't know if you do it or not, um, where you might be a little bit more nervous to do it at home because okay. they're, they're like, you know, preconceived notions. They know you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Devon, they play basketball. You're just Devon that got you, the one that got the brother, right? You know, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Where people can just pinpoint things that they know. Whereas um, when you are away from home, you can kind of find your footing outside of what has been kind of laid out and created for you prior to then. Yeah. Yeah, well put. Well put. Tiff, you got I know you got a question, sir. So yeah, because she got nerdy smurf vibes. You know what I'm saying? I was reading the article and I'm like, she studied human body movement. Like you gotta be real smart. Cause I remember being in school and they teach you about the different bones and all that. I don't remember none of that. Stuff. I probably don't either. <laughs> so, but but what made you what made you want to study? human body movement um so I don't know it well <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you why because I um well I always was, was an athlete I played basketball probably for many days of my life I was <laughs> I spent on the basketball court and so um I just always I, I didn't want to major in anything that I wasn't somewhat interested in because I knew that wasn't gonna be a good situation um and so I just figured well I could just go and study um exercise science I guess that's the common term exercise science kinesiology is the study of the movement of the body and so that's why and so the program was a whole bunch of athletes a whole bunch of um people who wanted to go on to be physical therapists occupational therapists that's kind of like the stepping stone so you do exercise science and then if you go on to um the master's level you would study um either exercise physiology which could lead to physical therapy occupational therapy personal trainers a lot of guys and um girls who wanted to be personal trainers and stuff and then I learned that you really don't make money being a personal trainer. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. you don't. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what a whammy deal. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so that's the reason why. And college was, I always say it was a great experience. I probably would not have traded it for anything, but it's really just more, I learned more life skills than I learned more right. outside of the classroom than I did in the classroom, which I guess 
Well, you definitely had me stumped because it reminded me of my son when he was like seven. And he said, Mom, when I grow up, I'm going to be a paleontologist. I said, hold that thought. Went in the bathroom. Google, what the hell is a paleontologist? Like, come on. Kinesiology? I couldn't even pronounce it. So I'm glad that you said it because I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I was smart in school, but mm, it's been a while. You got to put your so, syllables together. Yes, like, and then they break it down, but I'm like, that don't even look like it's English. So what's going on? That's yeah, but then they came out with like the, the kinesio tape and everything. So then people yeah. started to to learn how to say it and what exactly it was and what it meant. That's dope. Yeah, that is dope. That's super dope. I do have a question though, because earlier we spoke about um, your parents would love for you to do a gospel album. So how do they feel about your music? They love it. They Mm. love it. My mother plays it all day. She has like, she all like the most recent project. She's like, make me a CD. Cause of course, you know, the streaming and everything is a different concept for yeah. um, a lot of people. So make me a CD. But so she just switch them out from the very first one all the way up until um, the current one. So they they all love it. Every The family is super into it. So let's talk about relationships. Okay. Are you in one? I'm single. Cause, yeah, because I didn't see no rings or nothing. I don't got no rings either. I got on 2020. Rings, not, um, yeah, not 2022 sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but so, how is it having relationships with people? Because a lot of times when you meet people and they know that you're in the industry, they tend to want to be with you because they think there's going to be some type of benefit. So, mm-hmm. how is it for you weeding out people when dating? I think I've had, I guess, the opposite experience where people can't handle it and it's too much you uh-huh. know being like out being out late being you know amongst certain groups of people that is not you can't necessarily well they wouldn't trust you being around or whatever but the the I think that's a big misconception in the arts in general like of uh-huh. course there's going to be people who naturally gravitate to one another whether you are an actor or a painter or a photographer you know you you automatically kind of click up with like-minded people mm-hmm. and so if you are involved with somebody that's like outside of that it tends to be too much but um I just enjoy being around like-minded people in general so I'm not really super honed in on a relationship one way or the other so outsiders you don't have a chance <laughs> not if you can't handle it <laughs> i hear that i don't that's like i always tell you if you got to find people that blend that, yeah. that blend in with what you do you know what i mean yeah that's a, that, and that's that's not easy to do but that's that's probably what that's probably the best way to go about it you know if you're looking for a mate some people are some people are not you know what i mean but, yeah but you know sometimes too with that you can be with somebody like-minded, but in the industry, there's so much recycling going on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because you don't want to be with outsiders and right. it's like, you don't want to be a pass around. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. It, it, it's tough. It is, it is hard because it's like, even, even somebody like in the, in your same industry may feel a way about you doing Mm-hmm. this thing or going this place or if they're not a, in, involved or, or part of it so especially especially if you guys are doing like similar things mm-hmm. and you may be doing better than them, that person there mm-hmm. might be a little bit of envy and stuff and they're like ah Leah I can sing too what I gotta do <laughs> you know what I'm saying put my hat to the side like what's going on I got <laughs> you know what I'm saying I got man boobs. What's going on? Tiff, you crazy girl. (laughs) I'm just saying. You know, people, it's hard out here in these streets because you think that if you're a genuine person, we keep hearing how humble you are and how great you are as a person. And then you try to be yourself with other people, genuine, and you Mm -hmm. don't get that same thing back because of the demons rolling through their heads. So it can be hard at times. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then um, another thing I guess you kind of run into, like, especially when I was doing like a lot of live shows and people kind of 
pick up where you are and where you're going to be. And then, of course, you want to greet everybody that greets you and gives you a compliment. And then somebody might take it the wrong way. And it's like now you is it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, and, and you can't help it because you're attractive. Right. Yeah. So yeah. if you look at somebody, they swear, <laughs> oh, she likes me. Yeah. She likes me. She looked at me. She like. No, I'm just blind. I can't see. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just looking. Like, in my eyes, I can right. I see somebody, I see a, a figure. Right, exactly, exactly. The struggle is real, y'all. Yeah, the struggle I mean. is real. I mean. <laughs> yes. I'm loving this. I'm, I'm sitting back. I, I so, ain't to say, so I have a question. So with you being <laughs> an artist, do you, when you date people, do mm-hmm. they often want you to sing for them? or perform like swinging on a pole and singing one of your hits and stuff like that. I don't know. Cause I'm not a, I can't sing or rap or nothing like that. I can just run my mouth. But if I had a man that's saying, I want him to swing on a pole, butt naked singing Donnie Hathaway songs. You know what I'm saying? So do you get that? I have not been, I have not gotten the request to um, swing around a pole. <laughs> um, I have not been requested to do that just yet, but I've been watching P-Valley, so I might, um, <laughs> I might know what to do in the case, in the event. Um, but I just sing all the time anyway, so okay. I probably get asked to be quiet more than um, <laughs> just actually sing. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that. Well, you know, you talked about being a a, a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that was a blessing in disguise? Because sometimes you can you can make it early in the game and peak too soon. Mm-hmm. You know, and and never get the chance to, I guess, revamp yourself and do it again because you're already, people have already put you out there in some kind of you know certain type of way. So, mm-hmm. do you feel like being a late bloomer was a blessing? I think it it allowed me to kind of experience life a little bit to understand because even now I'm still like learning different like personality traits and how to pick up and read people because I mean for a long time and like I said even now everybody is you know peaches and cream is so nice everybody has the best intentions you know people wouldn't try to do anything to kind of underhand or undermine me you know why would they do that that's dumb but in reality you know the world is a wicked place and I feel like if I experienced the world later or earlier in life it probably would have turned me off you know and I'd probably just be working a nine to five, you know, getting up, going to bed, getting up, going to bed. So um, I think, I think it was cause I, you know, I was an adult. I was able to drive to New York if I had to drive to Philly, come, you know, go to Baltimore, be in DC three nights, uh, three nights a week. So it kind I think it was, I think it was. Yeah. See, I, I tell people all the time, it's not wrong being a, bl- a late bloomer. Sometimes no. Those are the best artists right there. Cause they seasoned, as I would say, they have experience. So they can write about things. They can talk about things. These young bucks, a lot of times, they they can't really, they can't really hit home because they ain't had no experience. Right. And they dropped out of school in kindergarten. So (laughs) 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 Tiffany, I'm just saying, no shade, no shade. (laughs) Oh, yo, you're killing it. You're killing it. All right, so music. But I, I, you know, I read about your your interests or your 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 love for music of different generations, from the Billy Holidays to the Etta James. I'm a, I love Etta James. Oh, I do. I love some Etta James. But yeah, Erica Badu and Brandy. Now, I, when I was a kid, Brandy was the woman I was gonna marry. I'm just playing it simple. I was gonna marry that woman. Like, just no. I don't care what nobody else say. I was gonna marry Brandy. So just you know, to read that you were these are the people you were into. Like, what type of impact do you feel like they have on you? Not just not as not as an artist, but as a person. Um, I think, and like, if I'm into somebody, like for like a season or era, I'll dig up every interview, every live performance, every you know, just to kind of be a student, you know. And so, I 
watch so many different YouTube videos of all of these different artists to kind of figure out what is proper, what, what is, um, what's comfortable for me. You know, what do I like that they do, but how can I do it in my way and convey it so it's true to me and feels authentic and real. And so I think, you know, pulling from all of these different artists and um, people from different eras, because, you know, back in the, you know, the Ella Fitzgerald and the, and the Etta James and, well, Etta was kind of, she was a, she was a. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you can't even say, you can't even put her in a box. It's like, yo, she yeah. was, she was Etta yeah. James. That's she was what a, she was a G. She yeah. Was, but you know it was an elegance you know in a yeah. in a softness of women of you know those earlier years and then um how can i how can i uh how can i have that same softness and elegant but still be my urban you know backwards hat you know faux locks person you know yeah. my yeah. my own artist so i think just in listening to their music and how they approached their songs, um, how they um, how they wrote their songs, um, I think all of it just shapes me even today. When I go into the studio with um, with my producer now, I've been super hands on, which I'm so excited about. Um, so being able to say, "Yo, pull up such and such by such and such and sample this can I get this part you know so it it just exposes my ear and kind of expands my palette for music so Mm. it's just not because I'm really like simple keys drum bass that's enough for me yeah um but just listening to the different instruments and the different sounds it just um just expands my palette a little more I mean you you sound you sound like you're a student of music when when I when I hear your music, yeah, I don't. You don't sound like somebody that just started singing and then decided it's what I wanted to do. It sounds very much like you studied the art of it and the the presence of being on stage. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 what's the word I'm looking for the the way people the way a certain artist would carry themselves while they perform. Like you know, I can I can see I can see that when I see you perform, I'm like, yeah, this is, you could definitely see she's she's a student, a student a student of the game, as I would say, you know. So I, I mean, I can really appreciate that with you. Tiff, you got a question? Sue? Yeah, how do you stay true to yourself and your music when you have so many copycat rejects out here who are chasing the bag? You- right. What's what, why are you laughing, Jimmy Bond's podcast? Because you just you, you were just. <laughs> You were just you tonight, and I'm loving it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, it's rough. Um, I have to be comfortable with what I'm doing, even after it's done. So if I don't feel comfortable doing something, and I know it don't feel right, I'm just not going to do it. Right. You know. So I feel like a lot of times, um. Like when people do things for money, they'll do it just to collect their coins real quick and go on about their business. But I, I don't, I'm just not interested in that. Mm-hmm. Like if I want to collect a coin. Don't get me wrong. I love to, I love to collect my coins, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it has to be in the lane and in the vein of who I am. Mm-hmm. If that that's makes sense. That's what I'm talking about. I'm a fan for life because, you know, in these days, people want that bag so much and they feel like I'll just do a little bit, but they don't realize doing that little bit can lead to doing a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and then you get so lost and it's hard to get your way out because now you're in debt to these people. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? They got things on you. So they're afraid to leave because they don't want people to tell what you've done mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And a lot of people want to be in the industry without fully understanding what it's about. Very yeah. true. Very true. Yeah. Yes. Very yeah, true. It's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy game. And, and I like what you said. Like people say they just want to do a little bit because that's a, a, it'll apply to life in general. Like you can mm-hmm. say, I'll just do this real quick. Um, even outside of music, outside of anything, just like making ill decisions, you know, mm-hmm. just, I, you know, just this much won't hurt or I only mm-hmm. need this much time or uh, it was only once, you know, and yeah. that kind of stuff definitely comes back to bite you one way or, an, or another for sure. 
That's right. That's right. Yeah, I can dig it. I'm, look, we, I'm gonna ask one more question. We're gonna go to break real quick, but I, I gotta say this, okay? Mm-hmm. There are cities all over America, towns all over America that are full of talent. Full. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely downright, just ridiculous amounts of talent. And in this small city, the capital of Maryland, mm-hmm. there is an infinite amount of talent, okay? People don't know this. But mm-hmm. I do from my, just my years of stopping in there, just knowing, like seeing the town, like, yo, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, you know, being from a small, being from a small city, what do you, well, let me ask you this. Do you feel like those surroundings helped you mold what you've become? I would have to say no. Um, only because I, as far as musically, I haven't really spent a lot of time in Annapolis. Mm um musically i live here i'm from here but yeah. musically, um dc was my home for a very long time mm. um that's why in my music you'll definitely hear go-go influences I, I, now um, you you took it out of my mouth <laughs> I, you know i was i'm listening sometimes people don't know the ear you have to have the ear for it if you ain't yeah. never heard it you don't you don't know about it but yeah. it's loud and clear Devon, yeah. it's loud and clear and you know, I'm, I'm you know I'm born and raised in DC, so you hit my heart right now. Right? Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. No, I'm yeah. born, born and raised, born and raised Southside, Good Hope Road, all that good stuff. I, that's where I started at. I started selling CDs at Alvison Mall. People don't remember Alvison Mall like that, but okay, I was that was my stomping ground. I did shows all over the place in DC. I love my home, and yeah. you know, for you to even mention it, it's just like uh, you're putting on my heartstrings over here. But, <laughs> you know, like do you need some pops with lotion? I, I do. I do. Okay. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's you talk about dc yeah so um and i don't even know how exactly i guess just because um it was back in let's see what year was this 2000 i won't say because i don't want people to think i'm so old but um you know it was a whole bunch of open mics a lot of different events weekly events that happened um up and down U Street, up and down H Street. Of course, a bunch of those places where I used to frequent have uh, since closed. The yeah. only place that's still alive and well is Tacoma Station. Mm-hmm. I was there. Um, I think I had, I guess you could call a semi-residency there as well. Um, I was there, I think, every Wednesday at one point. So, yeah, it was just, and I was um, trying to kind of formulate this band. And, of mm-hmm. course, it took me a couple of different um combination of musicians in order to get like the sound just right mm-hmm. to get just how I want it so in a lot of those places um you know qu- quite frankly in Annapolis the music scene is not really open to a more urban sound mm-hmm. yeah I guess politically correct and so <laughs> we weren't um really welcome in a lot of different venues there's tons of bars there's yeah. tons of places where you will hear live music it just won't look or sound like us no mm-hmm. that, that is completely so, true um, there was a spot uh called the whiskey and i believe you're familiar with the whiskey right oh i whiskey was my stopping that's why i met kojo <laughs> right that's why I, I, thought yeah. that's why I thought y'all met but um so the whiskey i performed there um more than a couple times a handful of times but of course once that um has since turned into a where a taco bell is and so um you know since once that venue went away there was very very limited spaces to express yourself and, and um who who welcomed um who would welcome um the ex so dc baltimore is where i found myself you know more than not couple of times like I said it, it was a point in time where I was in DC two to three two to three nights a week man I mean and DC is another place it's a melting pot mm-hmm. it's a melting pot of town a melting pot of music I mean it's it's just full of just talented musicians can we just do one thing before I take a break can we give a shout out to your band can we absolutely. do that absolutely shout can out we... to the band we've had a couple of different names I guess that they've kind of moved as uh kind of as a unit outside of me but when we hit the stage they say Devon Daniel and we all come so um so shout out to the band Erica on drums she is the veteran of the group she's been we actually went to Wesley together um Jamaica play bass plays bass for me she's out in Philly right now so she's she she's not as um 
present as she once was, but then we got Cam, aka Tyler Moonlight on keys, and then Jazzy Josh on the saxophone. Mm, mm. Shout out to the band. I, I had to. I, I just I just had to because yeah, yeah, that's yeah, I love I love bands. I'm such a band dude. I'm like <laughs> I'm a band dude over tracks. You want to write up? No, I don't want to wrap up with no tracks. Let's get my band going. Man. Okay, please, <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. We are talking to Devon Danil, the great sing the great songwriter, singer family. She is doing great things she's doing a thing like just to hear her story and her share stories is just rewarding and remarkable so i appreciate her coming on but we're gonna take a quick quick break remember you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244 again it's 844-844-1244 you can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com again it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com it's j-i-w-m-y-b-o-n-d-s podcast at gmail.com you listen to jimmy bonds podcast on philadelphia radio we'll be right back Hey, this is Michael from Upper Darby. This is the Jimmy's Boss Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Welcome back to the Jimmy Boss Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. Remember, family, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com and welcome back to jimmy bonds podcast on Philadelphia radio remember family you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244 again that's 844-844-1244 you can also email us at jimmy bonds podcast at gmail.com again it's jimmy bonds podcast at gmail.com it's j-i-w-m-y-b-o-n-d-s podcast at gmail.com and again family we're continuing continuing our artist spotlight series with the lovely miss devon Neal. family if you missed the first two segments go ahead and rewind listen to it again because she is definitely dropping some jewels dropping some bars as i say but <laughs> listen we thank you for, we thank her for joining us tonight um you know i'm i'm always curious about what you feel the future holds because you, you're the type to roll with the punches you're the type to be like you know when it comes it comes it's not like you know i'm not stressing it you know so i i just wonder like what's what's next for you for you personally like what's next um well um of course still pushing and promoting my most recent release after the let out um aside from that i have so much music backlogged um so a uh, quick story I have I used to have a guy used to play bass for me his name is Doug and um, we reconnected just recently over the last year or so and he always told me he made beats but I think he sent me like one but it was it never really clicked so we started I started going up to the studio meeting with him and um, we would just he would play me some stuff but I know that he plays instruments he plays keys, organ, bass, drums, um, a little bit of guitar, like a little bit. He can, you know, make his way around the guitar. But I'm like, so it got to the point where I started going up to the studio and with songs written or like maybe like a hook in a beginning of a verse. And I would sing it and he would build it from like the ground up. Mm. And that is an experience and in process that I have been waiting to be a part of, like sit all through all of the music I've made, all of the projects so far I've always had, which I'm super grateful for. Producers would just send me stuff. Sometimes it would be kind of in my lane. Sometimes I'm like, do they know I sing? Like it would be like a pack of hip hop beats. And I'm like, (laughs) I mean, I could do it, but like, it's not exactly the lane I want to be in. So with um working with him it was like this is exactly what I want like I could pick out the snare he like which here he would pull up pull a keyboard be like pick which snare you want so I'm sitting there like (laughs) 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 you know (laughs) and I'm like this one this one (laughs) you know so um that hands-on experience with him and so ever since you know we never stopped so I'm up there like at least once a week and we're starting songs he also writes um so he'd be like yo sis I got one for you and he'll just uh sing the hook and then I take it from there and two I've never really been comfortable with anybody 
writing for me or like yeah. giving me words because I feel like I have a, a specific approach and kind of vernacular and kind of wit that I use when I write and um he's the only person who kind of gets it mm-hmm. and so um we got so much music I don't even know how we're going to separate it or package it or what but um that is what I guess would be next as far as releases. But I also have another secret project that is ready to just pull a trigger at any moment. So um, that is going to be kind of a collective project that I did with some um, some people that I have worked with, maybe on the live side, not okay. really in the studio before. So this is going to be new for everybody, um, especially in like the Baltimore area. Yeah. So it's so much stuff so much stuff and so I'm just excited to be finally making the music that I don't have any drawbacks about I feel like um skin tone brown I could probably pinpoint a couple of things you know how we're we're all our worst critics and and, Mm -hmm. and everything I could pinpoint a couple of things that I would have changed would have done differently but um it was what I wanted it was absolutely what I wanted and um after the let out is even more of what I wanted just because of the the hands-on approach I had with creating it like I really felt like we built it from the ground up although there are some tracks on there that were you know produced submitted producer Mm. submitted Mm -hmm. Um, but the majority of it was just um from the ground up so I'm just excited um to be kind of unlocking this new level of new level of creativity so that's what i'm doing yeah, well i have up. to say this you know how the homeless people have to sign up will work for food mm-hmm. <laughs> um, i'm working for name drops so if you create a song and put tiffany real in it i swear all your music will go in a playlist <laughs> uh, you know what i'm saying what you want like, me to say I, i'm gonna write it down i ain't too proud to beg <laughs> rapper from florida mm-hmm. and he used my government name in his song and i love that song to death but that's my ex-husband's last name i need my i need tiffany real up in somebody's mm-hmm. song so i can feel validated you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, so, <got> you. <laughs> I don't care what you say you can say she likes cornbread and shrimp and grits i don't care what it is <laughs> i'm begging you know what i'm saying i'm waiting because nobody will name their child after me. So I'm like, can somebody put me in a song? Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. You got a question for <laughs> That that's was the question. That's why I love you, though. That's why that I is the question. But to, to be honest, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think you're dope. I, I like your vibe. You. you know, I like, like I said earlier, it's like um, a conversation piece. Now, I know that Erica, Badu, and Brandy are your influences, but when I was listening to your music, because I have a good ear too, Jimmy Bond's podcast, and I can hear you got little Joe Scott notes up in there. You know what I'm saying? When you, do people say that? Mm-hmm. So that means cleaning my ears works because Jimmy Bond's podcast—you didn't mention it at all. So. Uh, Dodger, why, why should I mention it? Because you're gonna hear it anyway. If that's what you're looking for, or that's what you hear in your ear, I mean, you, you're gonna know. Mm-hmm. So you do. So who else do people say that you sound like? Um, most frequently, I do get Erica and Jill. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody ever compared me to anyone else as far as sound wise but everybody just like you real like soulful like people it's so weird <laughs> it's like people don't really know what to say or or who to compare me to it's real like it's just like yeah like real soulful like, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like you can't like you like you know the lane but you you just can't put your work put a <laughs> finger on it you can't pinpoint exactly what it is you like it's like i said it's nostalgic it's like yo i've heard this I, i've heard this feel yeah you know well, what i mean i've felt this way before yes exactly mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. and it, it's yeah it's it's dope it's just it's super dope it's just mm-hmm. yeah it's really dope so you know i i want to ask you this question mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've probably been asked this a million and one times, but what was it like opening up for Babyface? Babyface, that was crazy. I really could not believe I was reading what I was reading when I got the email. They're like, are you free such and such? I'm like, what do you mean am I free? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was kind of nerve wracking. The stage runner was just... Um, he was real high strong. He was like, do another one. No, wait, it's it. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> but it, it was definitely a dope experience. Um, probably one of the largest audience I've been before this far. Um, I just did a, a Juneteenth festival out here in Annapolis. And that was pretty, a pretty large turnout, thousands, probably yeah. thousands of people. So um, between that and the Babyface show, um, those are probably the two biggest stages that I've been on, but it was, it was pretty cool. It was, it was a, definitely a dope experience, um, to see how like the bigger shows are run and how yeah. they mean what they say when they say, this is how long you get, this is how, this is where you're going to be. This is, you know, be right here. So it was, it was definitely a dope experience. I didn't get to, um, I'm not really like a fan out fan fan girl type of yeah. person. Um, so we didn't really get to speak. He spoke in like passing. Um, so, but it was definitely a, a dope experience for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you gotta take advantage of those opportunities when they come. You can't let them be like, "What? No, go do that. You gotta right. go do that, right?" <laughs> but yeah. you know, you know, I'm, I'm just a little secret question. Have you ever have you merged those two worlds? the piano and the singing as as you you've said before like have you merged them at all have you tried to merge them um you know I was trying to take lessons I took like some lessons a couple of months ago and what was it like once a week we kind of it's one of my friends who plays and he's been you know classically trained and everything but he also plays in church so as soon as I feel like I'm good enough okay as soon as I right now I just don't feel like I'm good enough I can get through a church service but to be on stage, I want to be like um, at the Juneteenth Festival. I don't know if y'all know um, Avery Sunshine. Yes. She was there. I actually went on um, right after her. And, you okay. know, she plays keys and everything. So I want to be kind of like that. Like when okay. I feel like I'm super comfortable and I can take the stage with just me and a keyboard, maybe a drummer or whatever. Um, but I don't think I'm there yet. I haven't really, the thing about me is I can do a little bit of a lot of things, Yeah, yeah. but I haven't really, I feel like, except for like singing and recording, like I love the recording process. I feel like I'm very good at that, but, um, otherwise like I do just a little bit of everything just to be able to do it. Yeah. See, I like her because she's <laughs> humble. She's true. She ain't out there trying to do verses, but she do, they know they can't sing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> shout out to a Mariana and the crew. You know, Ray J and, and everybody. But so I like, you know, you don't try to do too much. You know what your your strong points are and you do that. And then in the background, you work on what you work on. And if you're ready to, you will do it, you know? And it takes a lot because some artists have ego problems and they start to think they can do anything because they got a whole bunch of liars around them and say, yo, that's dope. But you smoke a weed, how you know? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, you're not a credible witness. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that you are able to say, you know what? I'm not going to do this yet because mm-hmm. I've still got some tweaking to do. So I think that's dope. And more people, more artists should be like you. So you should write a book too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I probably told you that too. Didn't I? Probably probably oh, told don't you do too much. <laughs> <laughs> don't do too much. Don't Listen, do too much by Devon Daniel. Yes, I'll buy it. <laughs> I will too. I, I definitely, you already got my money. So it's, it is what it is. And, you know, in, in the future, I, I it's like, I got to do something with you. I don't know what I got to do with you. I have to do something with you. Like musically, I have to do something with you. Like, it's kind of like in my soul. Like if you don't get this, if you don't call this girl up and do something with her, you're going to lost out. You stupid. So 
<laughs> you know, in, in the future, I'm definitely going to reach out and, you know, hopefully your, your schedule permits, but I'm definitely trying to do something with you. If they, you know, I'm just going to put for that out there. For sure. Just let me know. For sure. For sure. Well, listen, I, you know, I'm, I'm ecstatic and humble that you came on tonight and you shared your story with us. You know, I'm, I'm thankful that I get to have this experience with you and get to know you better you know not just your music but you as a person and I, I appreciate everything about you and I you know I do nothing but wish you but nothing but glory and praise in the future and I don't mean that in a egotistical way I really mean j- just nothing but success in the future Thank you. because, because I, I feel like your your sound and yourself is authentic it's real it's classic it won't go anywhere it's timeless um, I feel like generations will listen to your music you know, I think the same way they talk about Eddie James, they're gonna be talking about you at some point. So, you know, that's 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 the love. You know, that's the love. You're great. You're great at what you do. I ain't got nothing to say. I'm 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 gonna stop doing that. Tiff, go ahead, sis. You you do what you gotta do. I know you want something. Yeah, and just to say, you know, just to add on, you know, anybody that stays true to themselves is always gonna be great and successful. You're already successful because you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, including myself procrastinate or they want to take the step but they're afraid to take that leap of faith they like to stay in that secure pocket where they know so for you to do that you're already inspiration to me and others who who know of you so keep doing what you do and you got a supporter and a home and she real radio with me thank (laughs) you yeah even if you don't put my name in a song i'm not You know, I'm not just saying that because, yo, she gonna put my name in a song. No, and even if you don't, be like, I ain't putting her damn name in my dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You still have a home. Figure out how to fit it in there. It's gonna go yeah. in. Tiffany Real said, "You ain't ish yet." <laughs> <laughs> That's love, Devon. Anything you want to say before we before we part ways? um just make sure everybody is streaming my new project after the let out streaming everywhere you listen to music um and follow me on instagram or facebook twitter um i got a couple shows coming up i'll be in baltimore on the 30th um at a festival um it's the name of it is escaping me right now but i will be there it's from 12 to 4 um pulaski highway and then in september september 16th i'll be at bethesda blues and jazz club mm. for stout mm. so um that that's exciting so that's what i got coming up so follow me keep up with me um listen to the music and let me know what your favorite song is yeah uh, dad listen fam family you're gonna love her music um i definitely advise you to go listen to her music go stream it put it in your playlist Take it with you. Put it in the car. You know, if you're feeling some kind of way, put it on. If you're not feeling some kind of way, put it on because you're going to fall in love with it. So, you know, Devon, thank you again for coming on tonight. You know, I'm just I'm I'm truly appreciative of this. So having me, this was great. uh, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you had a good time. Mm -hmm. Tiff, is there anything you want to say to Devon? You know, I'm about to part ways. You okay? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm good, but I'm glad that I was able to be here with you. You know, I love Ty Rima, Lucy, and everybody else. Yeah, but I'm glad y'all and words were around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, they gonna laugh too. They gonna. Be... <laughs> I think sometimes things just work out the way they're supposed to. And Tiff, I definitely appreciate you for coming on tonight. And no doubt, I got you. Know, you. Yeah, you always got my back. So I really appreciate you. Mm. Well, family, that's going to wrap the show. I want to thank you for listening to Jimmy Bond's podcast. And I don't know if you're ready. Remember, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Bond's podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's Jimmy Bond's podcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Also, family, remember, we're still in the COVID-19 pandemic, so please, please, please wash your hands, wear a mask, practice social distancing. People are still getting it. Whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, does not matter. Care about each other. Love each other. Let's spread love, not hate. Let's keep each other uplifted in positivity and truth. I thank you for listening tonight. Jimmy Bond's podcast, Philadelphia Radio. I'm out. Peace.
in the parking lot Like 20 minutes after two They had the cars and the bottles and the money out And I got my eyesight on you the show we want to thank you for listening to jimmy bonds podcast on philadelphia radio we ask you leave your comments and questions at 844-844-1244 again that's 844-844-1244 you can also email us at jimmy bonds podcast at gmail.com again it's jimmy bonds podcast at gmail.com that's j-i-m-m-y-b-o-n-d-s podcast at gmail.com now remember family we are still in the covid 19 pandemic so please 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 remember to wash your hands Wear a mask and practice social distancing. Also, remember to take nothing for granted and value every opportunity you have with your friends, your family, and your loved ones. For in these times, every moment is sacred. So until the next episode, you can find me on Go Hope Road, screaming, stay up, don't sleep in your dreams. I'm Jimmy Bonds, and I'm out. Fight on, come on.